grief! That's right, uh, we are back with a bang. We had a little week off to recharge the batteries, if you will. I am 50% of the hosts of this fine show. I am the Chief. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy. Hey, Chief. How you doing? Not bad, not bad. I, I, I'm the one who's got to make the apologies for last week. It was, it, it was, you're very kind. I mean, I just, I, I, I got caught out. Um, time-wise, and then and then I had a window of opportunity to watch the football last Sunday. Yes, to watch the Spurs, I, the mighty Spurs. Uh, watch the mighty Spurs to limp to a two-all draw. <laughs> um, and I, I would probably rather have been doing this in the end. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. I've got, yeah. I've, got to take those, I've got to take those windows when I can. Yeah. So I apologise to the listeners for that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. How, how have anyway. you been, Chief? Yeah, I'm over how's, my how's chest infection. I had a second course of antibiotics to, wow. to stuff this one out. But I am now over that and uh, battling the cold. I'm in my loft. I have a pair of gloves on and I have a electric heated gilet on. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now this requires this requires space. I'm going to strap in and listen to this. Tell me about And I want a link first off. Yeah. Um, and then I want to hear about this. <laughs> so this, this, this came about. I mean, just having a about... gilet is funny, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of. If you go- listeners out there, go and Google uh, Princess Leia Hoth. So in Empire Strikes Back, when she's on Hoth, she's got a lovely, almost quilted uh, thermal gilet that she wears, kind of a cream colour. So I've always been a big fan of gilets. Um, yeah. And yeah. when I was working at the comic shop uh, last year, no, it actually would have been the year before when I first started there, uh, when it came round to Christmas time, it was freezing because... Uh, the owners weren't too keen on letting us have the heating on in the shop for too long. And so I needed something. So I had uh, some little, those snap heat pads that you get that you can boil yeah. and reuse. I had foot ones to go into my shoes. And then my dad, bless his heart, when I told him how cold it was, in the, in the post in like two days' time, suddenly his package arrived. He goes, oh yeah, I bought you a heated gilet to help you out. So basically what it has... <laughs> Is I'll take a picture, I'll put it up on the socials. I always say that, I don't put any pictures up on the socials. So you yeah. take your chance there whether I do or not. Um, and it has a little mini rechargeable battery pack which go, zips into an interior pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, you then plug it in and then on the top, I'm gonna, uh, actually I won't take a picture because I've got a hoodie over the top of the gilet. Um, but then it's got a little button that lights up and you can have red, blue, or white, depending on the level of heat you want coursing through the back of this gilet. Wow! Um, and so, um, what? What? So, what's the hottest of those? Because obviously, we talk about white hot, don't we? If something's white yeah. hot, it means it's it's really hot. So, is white the hottest or the coldest? No, white is off. White is off. <laughs> white is off. Yeah. Um, I think white is off. Red is max power. Uh, yeah. Blue is secondary. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I like. Firstly, um, it's like you used to work in the opposite of a sweatshop. <laughs> yeah, a Literally, cold shop, a freezer, a, a cold shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to, to that to that link and to finding out what this looks like because I'm off. I'm off up to the mountains in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and, uh, get yourself one. This just sounds great. I bought. Yeah. I bought myself a new snowboard jacket. And right. it's 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 called a shell jacket rather than an insulated jacket, and this is like probably the most boring thing I've ever said like out loud. Okay. Um, so it doesn't have that insulation effect, but it just keeps the wind and the rain out. Um, yes. So one of these underneath that. Could oh work. yeah. Oh, you'd what, be living the dream. What's the likelihood? Because obviously, in in this modern day and age, we we mm. hear a lot about the 
the combustible effects of, of battery powered things. Yes. What's yes. the chance? What are the chances of you going up? Um, like, I don't know what's the metaphor for it or simile. What's the chance Mount of you going up in flames? Essentially, <laughs> yeah. And me go up in flames. Well, it would yeah. warm you up, I guess. But on That's the ground. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe that is in the FAQ section on this company's website about, mm. you know, what, what max temperature or minus temperature you, this will operate in. Well, probably you don't want it in max temperature, do you? you want to take it to the Bahamas. <laughs> but what, what negative temperatures this will operate in? Uh, that's what they need on the dial. It's not, they don't want a white, a white, blue and red setting. No. They want, like, parts of the world where you want yes. to be. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, select where you are in the world. I want to be in the middle of Egypt right now, in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> bing, bing. Then, then it activates the freezer packs inside the, the gilet. <laughs> if it was a dual use one amazing oh, there's a gap in amazing. the market there i would They're... trademark 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 that uh no one else yeah, can copyright that now yeah. c with a circle around it i you um it. you got it what have yeah, you been up yeah. to um i should know not much actually um i've uh i guess the most the, the, the best thing i've done this week is I've, I've sorted out my uh posture at my desk i Good. was um I, i've got this chair it's a really comfortable chair at my desk um for work and i work you know i work at a computer so i'm, I'm at my desk for Eight hours yep. a day and um i was just ah oh, the, the back pain i was getting from this chair it's very comfortable but it's not it's what do they call it ergonomic or, or whatever yes. it's not yep. it's not one of those those chairs you know you, you pay the price for comfort and that yep. price is cruciate excruciating lower back pain actually Excellent. it wasn't excruciating but you just you just sort of like you knew your back was there and I, I never get back pain um until this um so i i watched this great video on youtube um and it just it said the main thing is to have the, the the laptop at the height at your height, uh, which is a great thing. But the the thing that I, and I knew about that, but the thing that I didn't know about is he says, yeah, stick your feet underneath your bum. So like, right. obviously you have your feet underneath your chair, yeah. Um, and it's something to do with where it puts your center of gravity or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't. Know. I mean, literally, that is the most exciting thing I've done right. this week. Yeah, I was hoping okay. it would have been the Spurs so not game. Much. So, yes. so not much. Oh, I did get a new drum kit as well. That's that's okay. been quite that's been quite exciting. That's big, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is big actually. It takes up a lot more space than the other. Right. One. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and with with because we're thinking about the drum kit is in my spare room, um, yeah. in our spare room, I should say. Um, we're thinking about putting a toilet in the spare room because at the moment we've got our toilet. We so we're, we're in a uh, like a, a two up, two down terrace house, and the the bathroom is downstairs. Right. Um, and I don't know what, what's if you're if you're happy to say publicly, but what, what's your kind of wee count in the night how many how many times do you get up in the night to go for a wee generally zero oh. uh but it was i was quite high i would always be on one uh, yeah but with a slight diet it depends if i've been drinking if i've had alcohol then i'm up in the night for a wee 100 yeah. percent. um yeah. but i have been off the late night caffeine and i say late night anything that means to me anything after 6 p.m yeah uh, so no <laughs> no caffeine or no caffeine after 6 p.m and no alcohol Okay. Uh, yeah. It means I will not get up for a wee, but I will wake up generally around six needing a wee, and then it's can can I stave off that wee by just, you know, uh, tossing and turning um, before I have to get up at seven or whatever, or do I just yeah. get up and do the wee? If I get up for the wee at six, I don't go back to bed. Uh, okay. So you try and Jedi mind tricks your bladder. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. This is not the wee you require. I, uh, I, I mean, I'm guaranteed once a night, sometimes twice, and I think it's down to the fact that I um I drink I do have a late night cup of tea. Gotcha. Uh, and so so anyway so I, 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 in, my, in my house I don't have a toilet upstairs so you have to walk downstairs and these are steep stairs in the middle of the night. 
um, and all the way to the back of the house into the free, it's freezing cold bathroom uh, to go for a week. So we were thinking about putting a bathroom, a toilet, just a toilet into this upstairs bedroom. Obviously, gotcha. it's going to be walled off. It's not going to be yep. a commode sitting in the corner. Um, nope. But that would, of course, then reduce the size of the bedroom. And then, therefore, this extra big drum kit could cause big problems. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Okay. First world this problems. Is, this is first world problems. This has been my week. I apologise, listeners, that I don't live a more interesting life. Okay. Get yourself a gilet yeah. that'll sort your life out. Oh, mate. I, I, yeah. what, what, the, the, the one thought I had about the gilet was, it's, it's one of those things where it's, I bet it was either like really expensive or really cheap. <laughs> yes. I think it is one of those two, and it's probably more to the expensive line. But I don't know what, if you had to pluck a figure out of your head now for a heated gilet... What, what what would you pay? Um, so, I'm imagining yours is a. I, I reckon I would probably pay about sixty quid, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Do you know the price of that one? I guess it's a present, so <laughs> you don't. I'm looking for the label to see who makes this sucker. I'm no, just um. Oh, you can get one. USB ones. Oh my word. These are great. Right well, there you go. Parky's already doing the desk research. Already. Um, I mean, it looks highly flammable, but oh my word, they look fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. This is it's an Aurora. Aurora. O r o r o. I mean, that's just that's just great. <laughs> um, no, I haven't oh, got that oh, one. Yeah. One hundred and forty quid. I have not got that one. My one's oh, just got my back. Word. My one's just back only. Okay. Um, that's they're but, fantastic, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway. Got anyway. Things, anyway. Things um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I have a snack for the show. Peanut snacks for the show, gonna eat some peanut snacks. Peanut snacks for the show, gonna eat some peanut snacks. Oh yeah, peanut snacks on the peanut show, gonna peanut show with the peanut snacks right now. Well, I've actually got two snacks for the show, and I might make you choose. I've got this one, I'm gonna let you choose. Do you want this one? Or do you want this one? Oh, I'm feeling hungry, I want the first one. The first one, okay. You asked for it. And then we'll do. I'll save the second one for next time. This is okay. Doisy and Dam, Peanut D and D's. I'll send you a picture. I'll send you a picture. Is it savoury or sweet? Uh, it is chocolate peanuts. Boom. Um, where are you, Parky? There you are. Here you go. Picture incoming. Wait a minute. Just, just put my phone out the window so it comes. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I can't, I can't believe it's taken us. We've been doing this now for what six months. Yes. And this is the first time I think we've done chocolate coated peanuts. Thing. Yes. It? So these wow. are on the front. It just says fifty percent cocoa chocolate. Yeah. No palm oil. No harm done. Plant based. Oh dear. <laughs> um, chocolate peanuts with cheeky crunchy coating made with ethical cocoa. Wow. But no, but only fifty percent. Because only 50% yeah. is cocoa, so only 50% of the cocoa is ethical in this. <laughs> the other is very much slave-driven. Unethical peanuts with ethical yeah. cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, let's go. So they look like uh, peanut M&Ms. Yeah. Um, except the big difference here is I've got a pink shell. I don't believe peanut M&Ms have pink shells. Not, not that I recall, no, no. Okay, I'm, I'm, looking going, at that, I'm looking at that packaging. Mm. They look like standard colours. Yeah. Green, yellow, red on the cover. Yeah. Dark chocolate, four percent. No, 
Dark chocolate, 41%. Roasted peanuts, 20%. Candy shell, 35%. Add those together, 96%. So you've got 4% of other. Gruel. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, very crunchy. They sound it. Do, do they claim to be crunchy? Oh, yeah, with a cheeky, cheeky crunchy coating. Is, is it a cheeky crunch? No. Or is it a regular no. crunch? No, it's not cheeky. Um, chocolate actually doesn't taste too bad. The outer candy coating is quite sweet, maybe too sweet. Can I taste a peanut? Let's try again. Big peanuts in here. Um, mm. But I'm struggling, and I get that kind of thing where the candy shell and the non-dairy chocolate almost has a kind of bitty, powdery after te texture. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah, that totally um, does. I know exactly what you mean as well. Um, I'm struggling to taste the peanut. So, however, they are very delicious. As a snack, 7 out of 10. Mm -hmm. As a peanut-based snack, I'm not getting enough peanut. 3 out of 10. Wow. As a peanut strip, there's a real big one here that looks like a Charlie Brown Schwede that's been slightly squashed into an oval. <laughs> and looking in the packet, there's plenty of yellow. So yeah. I'm going to give that as a peanuts... Uh, base snack i'll give that three out of ten decent that is yeah. quite high what yeah. i'm keen to know is where would you put those against peanut m&ms in a, in a head-to-head -head? i think peanut m&ms are better um significantly like <laughs> like 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 eight and a half out of ten as opposed to seven that they are they are one of the best peanut sweets and also the best m&ms Yes, um, that's opinion, a fact. The peanut, the peanut M&M. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they should discontinue best. making all other types of M&Ms. I, I agree. I mean, I, I know agree. their sales will hit a brick wall then, but, yeah. you know, I'll be happy. Why do you need chocolate M&Ms when you've got Smarties? I don't, I there you don't go. get it. How yeah. those two things existed in the same market, I don't know. No one knows. No one knows. No, no, um, no one knows. If you do know, listeners. Yeah, let's know. <laughs> please write in. Um, listen, we are talking about August 1952. Now, yep. I will, I will. Now, do you say... Preface, or do you say preface? Oh, I'd take either. I'd right. take either. I, I think I would. I think I would say preface, but I quite okay. like a preface. Yeah, I like. Okay. Yeah, right. go okay. on. Well, either one of those two. Take your pick. Uh, I will do that for this conversation because I have one of the highlights of my last few weeks, bar none, probably even the last year, maybe even my lifetime, um, <laughs> is the fact that I said to my eight-year-old daughter you know, do you want to read some Peanuts with me? And she was like, yeah, okay. And we read Peanuts for about an hour together. Oh, wow. And she started reading the strips out loud to me, and she loves it. She loves Peanuts. Now, every day or every night at bedtime, she'll have a normal bedtime story, and then we'll read, like, a month's worth of Peanuts strips. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Um, what great motivation. She, and, to, to... And, and it just highlights that these strips are timeless. Now, look, there's going to be some which are rooted in their time period, but... 80% of the strips she could understand and found funny. That's great. You know, and that shows what a, what a, a great storyteller Schultz was. I think, I think we should get your daughter on um, as a guest, our first guest. Yeah, why not? To talk about, to talk about her favourite yep, strip. She's got some favourites. She has got some favourites. So, yeah. well, this is a um, good month to she, start. And, and she's going to probably rock it to uh, the top of your most favourite people in the world list. Because one of her favourites is uh, Hide and Seek with Patty, Charlie Brown Hiding Behind a Tree. 
<laughs> it's the best. Well, it's the go. best. That's an go. intergenerational classic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, listen, oh, let's, well. let's crack on with this. Um, yeah. So August 1952, a very what? good month. What's your pro- what's your what's your rating for this month? I, I gave it good. I, I gave them the, the, the month can be uh, summed up for me in four words. I can't mm. stand it. There you it's, go. Uh, there, there was so much. Um, in I, a I good way. In in a in a great way. Like there is so much. I can't stand it from from Charlie Brown. Um, mm. This month, yeah, I thought it. Was, I thought it was good. Lots of games and sports this month. I um I cap, I, I actually uh, did a strip count. Sure. And there are out of the thirty one strips for August, there are thirteen that include either a game or a sport, which is almost fifty percent. I mean, that's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In terms of the sports that we chronicle, we catalogue. There were two for golf, three for baseball, which takes baseball up to thirteen. Golf is on twelve, and then still lagging in third is ice hockey with three. So yeah, and then you obviously, wow. like you say, you get a lot of games-based strips as well. There are lots of games. There are a lot of checkers. Um, um, well, let's month. start. Let's start at the beginning because yeah. it's an absolute cracker. It's a golf-based sport, and it is the first time Charlie Brown utters the phrase "I can't stand it." And I think he utters that phrase in the first three strips he appears in this month as well. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, so we start off yeah. with Charlie Brown on the golf course, looking very happy. He's got his uh, clubs down by his side. No one's caddying for him. He's self-caddying here. And he says, oh boy, look at that chip shot. It's going right towards the flag. It's going in. It's going in. As the font gets bigger, as he's saying that. And then cues of panel two. You see the ball bouncing, about to go in the hole. Here comes Snoopy in his mouth. Panel three brings it back to Charlie Brown. He's sitting up with the ball in his mouth. as if to say, look, I'm a good dog. I brought your ball back. And Charlie Brown, the expression on Charlie Brown's face brings fear and sadness to my heart because he's got a big self kind of unwanted grin and shaky lines around his face as if through gritted teeth he's saying nice doggy brought the ball back to me (laughs) he's literally having a breakdown and then panel four snoopy's gone but he's peering over the over the hill over the bunker charlie prowns on his hands and knees pounding the ground crying and he says i can't stand it why do i play this game oh i can't stand it <laughs> love it mm. well i love i love the line why do i play this game <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i this is one of my faves for this month um there's a couple of um reasons why well a couple of things to, that, that sort of kind of struck out to me firstly again yes we look at his clubs he's got the two wood he carries there's a there's a, a phrase a word for the two wood they call it in golf and i can never remember because it's not nowadays i don't think a um a popular or a common club no, people used. use like the hybrid or something which you know to replace that or yeah there's yeah, there's all these yeah like and, and the driver and i think you know they've, they've got a five wood to hit mm. off the carpet i think the two woods called like a spoon or something right um anyway i, I can't remember anyway um, he's using it I love that, and I have to say, why, why I like this one as well, and yeah. I wondered whether maybe this is why your this the month why your daughter got into it. So Charlie Brown's expression in number three, yeah, I think I think Chief pulls a face like that every now and then, <laughs> and I remember some times back in the day, Chief, where that because <laughs> anyone who's not met the Chief, the Chief has great teeth. He's got very very good teeth, and they're, they're like perfectly formed because I've got like crooked teeth. I've got like oh, a book of cheers. book of book of British smiles teeth. Um, <laughs> Whereas Chief has got excellent teeth, and apart yeah, th- from uh, the front one where I had to have a crown put on recently, and the dentist got an incorrect colour match for me, <laughs> and so now the front one is the wrong colour. But anyway, carry on. Two tone front tooth. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I liked it because that because Charlie Brown's just expression there just reminded me of you. <laughs> yes, excellent, excellent. Um, I do. I'll give you. I'll give you a go. But I actually want to bookend that very first strip. I actually just want to cycle down to the very last strip of the month. No, sorry, it's not the last. It's the penultimate strip. The yeah. penultimate strip on August thirtieth because I think this is my favourite of the month. Oh wow! Um, okay. Panel one. Charlie Brown is got like a one foot putt. Uh, he's on the green. He's golfing. He's got a one foot putt. And he, there's shake lines around his whole body, his arms, his body, his head. He, he's got a furrowed brow. He is nervous. Panel two, his backswing. He's pulled the club back. More shake lines and sweat beads flying off of his head. Panel three, um, more shake lines, more sweat. But he's done his follow through. The ball's plunked into the hole. And then panel four, happy as Larry walking off with a straight back, a stride, a pep in his stride. And he says, just step up and knock him in. That's my motto. <laughs> as if he was never nervous in the first place. As if place. he was never nervous and it was just a formality. I think in this strip we see, we see, like, we see Chuck's um, emotional kind of, um, his emotional spectrum right here. He just seems to have two, almost two moods quite a lot of the yes. time. It's either like extreme neuroses or like, like cocky overconfidence yeah. um and yeah that's what we've got here also he's got he's just got a great putting stroke he's got oh, like yeah. he, solid just yeah fantastic that the rest of his game awful but rest of his game well, yeah. <laughs> well when um, you're not taking your dog around no no uh right yeah. what you got first parky um well it's just actually while we're at this end of the month because i don't sure. think i have anything oh no i do have i had this this strip as well as one to to talk about so glad yep. you got there first i just want while on this end of the month i don't have to flip through the book it's just um on the thirty-first, just on the opposite side of the, of the book, yep. um, I just great trunks, the, the one, great swimming trunks. It's got, I mean, his wardrobe. Let's, I mean, we said it before. Charlie Brown has probably the greatest wardrobe, male wardrobe, I think I've ever seen. It's yes. just, he's got us just the perfect clothes for each occasion. Yep. Now, um, I would yep. just, uh, I would just um, also preface this by saying my book is downstairs, so I've had to open up the Wiki Fandom webpage to look at these strips. And mm -hmm. on that page, they colour in the Sunday strips. And so just so you know, the colour of Charlie Brown's swimming trunks are uh, a kind of an orange and yellow polka dots. Nice. I like it. Summary. This is it's very August, you know, 31st of August, possibly the last day of summer. Get them out, Charlie Brown. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah. But just the one thing I like about this strip is, um, and I think this has maybe happened once before, is I think okay. we see all of the characters. Ah, yeah. In in one in one um, in yeah, one that panel. Final, that final panel, yeah. You, I can see Lucy, <laughs> Patty, Shermie, Violet, and Schroeder doing a dive bomb. What's he jumped off of? Not sure. Jeez, he's just and he's gonna hurt piano. his butt cheeks there. I'm sure. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, just love that. I think that the last time we saw that was um, it was mm. what a Christmas um, panel yes. where they all I think they were carol singing and I think they all got That's together. Right. Um, right. So yeah, that, uh, that, that really that quite warmed my heart, that one. So the, the rest of the strip was a bit, you know, wasn't anything to write home about, yeah. but just that one one panel's classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to, so I had, um, I'm going to go straight to my favourite one of the month. And this is, this is, in my, this is probably going to go into my top 20 or possibly even my top 10. And when you said at the start, just before you prefaced um, going into yep. the strips, you talked about your daughter um, but before you that, you said this is like the greatest moment of the week, possibly the month, possibly my life. I yeah. thought you might, have, I thought you might have been talking about this strip. Okay, well, let's, let's hope I like it as well. Because <laughs> I thought it was class. I literally belly laughed. Like um, it was just fantastic. So it is the fifteenth of August. Okay. And it's a sports strip. Um, it's baseball. 
Um, yep. We see Schroeder and Charlie Brown in the first first frame. They're walking from left to right, and Charlie Brown. They both look absolutely knackered. Yep. Um, they've had a, a big game by the looks of things. And Charlie Brown says, "Boy, I'm glad that's over." And then they sat down by a tree stump. Um, Charlie Brown says, "I didn't think we'd ever get them out." <laughs> he says, "63 runs in the very first inning." <laughs> Now this and is a baseball strip, which is which is played for those who don't know, played over nine innings, and you know you would generally score in an inning somewhere between naught and four runs or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Sixty-three runs in the very first innings. Sixty-three in the very first innings, and then Schroeder completely underwhelmingly says, Dead "There goes it. our there goes our shutout." Because <laughs> they were hoping it. to win this game themselves to nil, but in fact they're actually now sixty-three runs behind. Yeah, oh, well, we yeah, don't yeah. know. We don't know if they scored any themselves, but I'm assuming they probably didn't. I'm assu- yeah, I'm assuming they're now going into bat, but you know, I, I'm not sure how baseball is affected no. by you know I mean, in, the ump. In... The ump should have called this game and said, "No, no, this is men against boys men this, to the slaughter. This... Stop this game." Like in cricket, for our American listeners, in cricket, your your score can very much be determined by the pitch that you're playing on. So you yes. never really know a, a team's got a good or a bad score until the second team has gone into bat. But I don't really think that's the case with baseball, eh? I think, you yeah. know, if you're 63, if you've lost 63 runs, it's not like, oh, it's an easy pitch to play on. We, we should aim to be getting that. I think we, we, <laughs> I think we know here, yeah. these guys, these guys, this is going to be a very quick game. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I just I absolutely love that chief. Like it really made me belly laugh. I don't know if it caught me at a moment or not, but like, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, you're right. It's just the deadpan of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So the um, another one I just go. I'm going to go back actually um, yeah. just to the seventh of August. Um, yeah, it's uh, the the one liner. So I'm, the one the reason why I like this. Apparently, it's one liner week this week. I'm not sure if you. Uh, I just heard it on the radio, and so. These one-liners came out. This is some some uh, Chuck again trying to uh, trying to to be a bit um, trying to show his sort of upbeat side. So yes. the first the first frame we see Schroeder playing the piano. He's in some sort of kind of musical trance. He's got his eyes closed. He's playing something um, that's got Latin written in it. I mean, this looks yep. pretty good. And then Charlie Brown wades into Schroeder's like meditative, like with his big feet, and says, yep. "Well, Schroeder, old pal." I see your back. Yeah. <laughs> and then gag. Schroeder sort of like yeah. looks get yeah, gag. Schroeder looks at him um as if to say, What's this? You've just woken yeah. me from like my musical Nirvana. And then he says, Where have you been hiding? And I'm I'm assuming hiding's there. H some sort of H A Y D N. I didn't yeah. I didn't desk research that, but no, I assume no. he's some sort of musician. And then yeah. Schroeder goes from a bemused look to like a pretty kind of Good Cheesed grief, off. good grief yeah. look. And then in the last frame, we see Charlie Brown running away. And he's like, nobody appreciates good humour these days. With a piano, yeah. Schroeder has picked up his piano yeah. and thrown it at a fleeing Charlie Brown. Yeah. So we've um, learned a couple of things there. Schroeder's pretty strong. And yeah. number two, uh, he he loves piano, but he's got an even bigger love of being not taken the piss out of. So he, he will sacrifice his most beloved item um, yeah. for in, in his fury and rage. Yeah, yeah. Seeing seeing his heroes um, dragged through um, Charlie Brown's like humor mud pile, um, yeah, is a mountain yeah. that he's clearly willing to die on. Yeah, and yeah. fair and fair play. Fair yes, play. yes. 
Yeah. Now, we will get uh, plenty of these strips coming up, as I have read ahead uh, with my daughter. But on the 8th of August, we get a checkers strip. And you'll get lots of this of Lucy playing against Charlie Brown coming up in the, in the months. Even like three subsequent strips in a row. Uh, but here we've got, like I say, it's Charlie Brown playing Snoopy uh, somehow. And Charlie Brown says, <laughs> now, if you moved here, you have me, see? And Snoopy's gone, hey, hey. Uh, and then Charlie Brown in panel two says, but we'll say you're not quite smart enough to figure that out. So instead, you move here. And Charlie, uh, Snoopy's got a question mark. <laughs> and then in panel three, Snoopy's ears are up. And he said, Charlie Brown says, then I jump here and here and here and here. In the panel four, he's picked up the board and the game. He's walking off. He says, and I win. Um, so this I don't is, think I appreciated that as much the first time around, actually. This, 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 is, this will have a lot more context when Charlie Brown starts playing Lucy at Checkers. Um, yeah. Because yeah. he can beat a dog but he cannot be a, uh, a very small child, as we'll find out. He can't out. be Lucy. And he always loses to Patty as well, doesn't he? Yes, yes. Oh, um, yeah, he's been losing to Patty, hasn't he? But he's going to yeah, start yeah. playing Lucy. Yes, correct. Yeah. Patty gets upset when she doesn't beat Charlie Brown as easily as she thinks she should, yeah, yeah. which I she think is fantastic. She whip him as much as she should have done. <laughs> yeah. um, just back in this, um, this, again, this end of the month, yes. one thing I noticed... Again, actually, it's it's quite a good strip. I'm, I'm going to talk about it actually because I quite like I do quite like this strip. It's the oh. um the sixth of August, um, and we have Violet and Charlie Brown. It's returning to an old gag that we used to see quite a lot of Violet and her mud pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we see Violet um turning up frame one. Charlie Brown's playing with his truck. Um, Violet's got a plate. Um, and she says, "Here, Charlie Brown, I made this fudge just for you." I mean. God, like best friend in the world. Yep. I love fudge. And then <laughs> Charlie Brown. I mean, even if these had been mud pies, he is really angry here. He turns oh, yeah. around to Violet, st- drops his truck, um, stands up. Um, I think he has his fists clenched. And he says, mud again. What do you think I am? You're turning my stomach into a sandbox. Get out of here. Um, and then in the third frame, and this is why this one stands out for me, but I do quite like the punchline. She says to him, this, my dear Charles Brown, is real fudge, not mud. And I wouldn't give you a piece if you were starving to death. Right. And then in the final frame, he just says, he sits down. And I do quite like this part. He says, how do things like that happen? It's because you're a douche, Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, got no memory of his previous uh, sentence. Yeah, answered. it's because you're a douche. But that frame three, she calls him Charles. First reference as Charles, yeah. It is, is it? Because that it is, is yeah. Um, yeah. oh well, yeah, yeah. Because I've never, yeah, I, I didn't know whether his mum had called him Charles up to that point, but um, yeah, yeah, that is, uh, that really stood out. Charles Brown, oh my yeah. God, that is his name. Um, and, and in fact, like that. That, that's a really good, that's a good one. Um, in fact, I have just seen that there are two strips this month with Charles Brown playing Lucy. Uh, so let's just quickly dive into them. One's a Sunday yep. strip on the 17th. And we get the panoramic uh, peanut strip to start with. And uh, Charlie says, <laughs> it's your move, Lucy. She's thinking, uh, chin on hands. Panel two, she's in kind of a deep over squat. Uh, Charlie, Charlie's, uh, Charlie Brown is yawning as if this is too easy. He says, I don't know why I waste my time playing with such a child. Yawn. And the next panel, she's like, I took your king, Charlie Brown. Now I jump here, here and here. He's lent in, he's question marks. And she says, I win. And he has jumped off the ground and says, what? And he's, he's not a good loser because he has kicked the board up in the air. And he says, I can't stand it. I'll never play this game again as he jumps on the board. And the next panel, he's shaking. He's literally hyperventilating. He says, I've got to get control of myself. 
And Lucy's hiding behind what looks like a Christmas tree. And she says, it's, he says, it's silly to carry on like that just because a little girl beat me at checkers. Now he's sitting on the, on the front porch on the stoop and there's um, on the pavement and there's these checkers all around him. And again, he's got a straight line mouth um, and he's furrowed brown. He's worried. And he says, I feel much better now. I'm calm and collected. I'll put the whole thing out of my mind. Then Lucy comes over and says, good game, wasn't it? And then he's like, I can't stand it. And he's kicking the board again. <laughs> I love, I love in this. That's a great, it's a great strip, but I love the uh, the middle strip right in the centre. This jump, this straight, this uh, appears to be a straight legged yes. jump. How he's managed to jump like that, I, I don't know. Mm. Um, but again, we see, I think, frame two, the um, the incredibly elastic hamstrings of Charlie Brown. That is yep. a hell of a seat in pose. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And then we get on the twenty second. We get uh, Lucy's about to win. She says a coup, a coup, a grand coup. And Charlie Brown's like, oh, great, Scott. He says, you don't have to overdo it. And Lucy stand up. She says, it was a coup. And he says, it was not. It was luck. So she is now off the ground, her feet off the ground, straight springed up. And she's taken the board and whacked it right on Charlie Brown's big speed. It's hard to miss. And it says, wham. And he's seeing stars. And then panel four, he's got the board on his head as he looks bemused looking at the audience. And she runs off saying, another coup, another grand coup. <laughs> um, so we've got some bad winners and bad losers all round here. We have, yeah. yeah. We're, st- we're starting to see the real feisty side of Lucy, aren't we? This, uh, yes. this what we see, you know, we know into into the person that she develops into. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Another oh great Scott, love that. Um, but yeah, that, that that frame three is cracking. The one where she's she's got him over the head with the with the board. He's got we got a tongue of Charlie Brown there. The the um the the hit the hit head tongue. Yep. Um, yep. Good one. Yeah. So I've got um, an, another game one. It's on the 18th of, of August. It's okay. with no, it's got no dialogue, um, but I just love this because it's just very simple um, visual visual gag. So we just yeah. see it. It's probably quite a hard one to explain actually, over over radio. Um, we see Charlie Brown um, playing cards with um, with Patty. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what game they're playing, but they're sitting around the, on a corner of a table, um, and Charlie Brown's looking at Patty and Patty's looking at her cards and then we see Charlie Brown he's leaning in a little bit um I'm laughing because I know what's coming um and <laughs> as, as if he's trying to see her cards yeah as if he's trying to see her cards he's leaning in like again the eye is looking over to Patty's cards trying to see trying to see and then the third frame he's leaning over a little bit more um Patty is still looking at her cards unbeknownst to what's about to happen um, and then in the fourth frame, we just Charlie Brown's gone. He's out of the shot. He's below the table. We see a clunk. Yeah. He's leaned over too far to try and see these cards, um, and he's fallen on the ground. Very yeah. simple strip, but really found that quite amusing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, I quite like the 11th of August. Lucy is on the telephone. Charlie Brown's in the background reading, and Lucy says, "Hello, Snoopy. Can you come over right away?" And Charlie Brown's got a question mark. And then he walks over to Lucy and he says, did I just hear you call up a dog and on a toy <laughs> telephone? And then Charlie Brown in panel three says, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And then panel four, here comes Snoopy. Glad to see you, Snoopy. I knew you'd come if I asked you. And it's kind of those, what the heck has gone on here? Yeah, Charlie Brown's like, oh, God, I'm not made for this world. That's no, what he's thinking. No, that's what he's thinking. twisted his melon right round that one. I've got, a, um, I've got a Sunday strip, actually, that I like yeah. as well. Um, these were these were in favour with me for a wee bit, and they fell out of favour. But I, I okay. do quite like this one because is it the twenty fourth of August? 
It is the 24th of okay. August. Yeah, I like it because it's, it's a very Charlie Brown strip, this. Um, yes. Just the way it ends up. So in the first frame, um, we see uh, Charlie Brown looking out, the, um, looking out of his front door. And he just says, it's gone. Um, and then in the next step, we see him walking off the, uh, the the porch. He says, of all the nerve, and he's marching somewhere with intent. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's cycled somewhere because his bike's in the background or his tricycle. Yep. And he's like, Lucy's taken my baseball glove again. The next frame, just because I leave it on the front sidewalk every night, she thinks it's public property. Well, that's your first mistake, Charlie Brown. Why are you leaving your... What a on the sidewalk as well. I mean, yeah. It's not even on his doorstep. It's on no. the sidewalk. Yeah. Um, public property. Yeah. So he's got this coming. Um, that's it. Blame the victim of crime. <laughs> and then he's, <laughs> he says, I'm going to settle this once and for all. Um, he says Look, that with his mouth closed. Fists clenched. Fists clenched. He's a very, he's got this very angry month for Chuck. Yeah. And then we see Lucy in the next frame. She is wearing the glove. She's got the Lucy tongue out, concentration, doing yep. sports. Charlie Band in the background, hey you. And we see see Lucy has made a great catch. Yes. Um, the ball's come out of frame and into a glove. And then in the next frame, we see Lucy picking up a bouncing ball with the, the, the I'm not sure how you call that catch in baseball, but where the um, the ball bounces in front of you and you get your glove down to, to scoop like it. like a, a one hopper or something like that. One yeah, it's a, it's a difficult catch to make. And the, yep. Charlie Brown's got a question mark and then an exclamation mark as Lucy makes this catch. Yep. The next one, we see Lucy taking a catch like in the backhand, um, smile on her face, tongue out. The next one, we see a diving catch um, to her left, tongue out. It's a great leap. Charlie oh, Brown, we, what I love about these two little frames here is we just see like Charlie Brown in the background kind of just like with a bemused face looking, oh, crikey. Yeah. Um, and then in the final frame, she's like, Oh, do you want your glove back, Charlie Brown? And he's like, no, you might as well keep it, Lucy. I'll probably never have any use for it again. <laughs> it's like the dra- the dramatics at the end is fantastic. But yep, yep. yeah, big fan of that one. Very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. Lucy's uh, becoming a character I'm enjoying now. Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I did find her a bit annoying at the start, I have to admit, but um, I'm finding more and more of the, 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 um, the ones that she's in funny. Yeah, I have to admit. For sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's one here that's interesting to me on the 16th of August. You've got uh, Shermie, who doesn't show up much anymore, and he is talking to Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown's sitting underneath a tree, and he says, how about a game of marbles, Charlie Brown? And Charlie Brown stood up in panel two, and he says, that'd be fine if I could win, but I'd probably lose. Then I'd get depressed in panel three. Then I'd be real grumpy. and wouldn't talk to anyone, and I'd hate myself. Then in panel four, he says, thanks anyway. <laughs> so he's already played the game and he's already lost and he's already, he's, already, he's already had the repercussions and he doesn't want any of that so nah let's not bother trying this is this is a chuck month if we first, uh, yeah I've got this one as well but purely because of Shermie I'm like this is for me this feels like if not the final nail in the coffin for Shermie's character but at least one of the final nails yes. <laughs> because it's just like you know he's, he's, he's it's almost like he's come into the strip to feel relevant again to play marbles with Charlie Brown and Charlie yep. Brown's like nah and like even in my head now yep. you're not you're not part of this and I, I really my heart sunk a little bit for Shermie here because um, it's like you know this is I know, I know he's in this he continues in peanuts for another 10 years or so um, but like very sporadically and so this this really feels like um, yeah the sort of the beginning of the end for, for Shermie but bless him I, I felt yep. for him here um, yeah poor guy 
Yeah. Uh, um, there, but, there's a bit of twisted logic from Charlie Brown again, as we've just seen, kind of paralleling the one we've just seen where he's already played it out in his mind. Here on the 26th of August, you get Charlie Brown sat on an upturned bucket and he's not too happy and Violet's next to him and she's, well, she's got a doll and Charlie Brown says, I'm depressed because I feel you don't love me anymore. And in panel two, he stood up and she's turned around. She says, I never did love you, Charlie Brown. And in panel three, he's like, really? Then in panel four, he's smiling. That makes me feel a lot better. Because <laughs> it was something that he never lost because he never had it in the first place. Great logic, Chuck. Mm. Great logic. Um, one of um, the, the ones that I like, again, it's not so much a game, but he's, he's playing cards. Um, and this is one where he gets angry, but there's no one else. No one else is in this strip. Yes. Um, but he still manages to get angry just by being with himself. And uh, he starts off with a smile on his face. He's got a, he's got his tongue out. This is he's the twentieth of August, yeah. Sorry, yeah. This is the twentieth of August. He's got um he got he's got a handful of cards. He's looking, um, and then the next one, he's picked up all the cards, and they're all in his hand, and he's covering most of his face. You can just just about see his eyes above the top of the cards. Yeah, and then. then <laughs> In the third frame, I just love the drawing of his face here. It's like, what's happening to his eyes? It's like they've gone, you know, when someone's eyes kind of look out. Bit skew-whiffy. Like, bit skew-whiffy, yeah. It's like two lazy eyes, so they're both looking outwards. Um, and he, like the, he can't hold the cards anymore. And they're, they're, they're about to go. He's got a few sweat beads. He's trembling as he's trying to hold on to these cards. <laughs> and then you just can see in the last frame, there's no, no text in this. He's just like, damn it. Um, and he's just like let go of all the cards, and yeah. his face is now angry, and he's he's sort of kind of he's yeah he's giving himself to the world here. He's like yeah, I've got I've got nothing more to give. I can't yeah. hold these cards. Yeah, um, very good one. Yeah, poor Chuck. What a month for him. Um, I think I I really enjoyed this month. I don't think there were any stinkers. No. Um, I thought it was solid. Yeah, I yeah. thought that, you know there's some humour, there's a bit of pathos, there's a bit of. Um, you know, good character interaction and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was big pathos. That's a great word, Chief. I'm, I'm, um, I'm just. It's, it's one of these months as well that I wish we still did the frame count because I think that yes. the the percentage of Chuck in this month is is exceptionally high. And, you know, mm. this is really becoming becoming the strip about. I mean, it has been for for a while now, but becoming the strip about about him. Um, yeah. But anyway, but we're into, so into we're September. Into, yeah, September next month. So next or next week, I should say. Uh, join us for that. Let's just quickly check the correspondence, Parky. You can get in touch with us at wetalkpeanuts at gmail.com or talkingnuts on X or talkingpeanuts over on the Twitter. Let me just get log into the account. Uh, we talk peanuts at gmail.com oh that's right yes we did have I saw it literally after we finished recording two weeks ago I'm not even joking five minutes after we finished recording an email came in wow uh, and it's from friend of the show Andy Morris and he said uh, hi Chief and Parky happy new year to you both I love the show this week and I hope you've managed to see your snowboarding sell your snowboarding stuff and your old bed Christmas is a distant memory now and I'm enjoying the piece until marking season begins next week uh, good grief it looks like i've got four groups of students submitting assignments and portfolios i'll be doing this marking while sporting my new hoodie oh he's put hoodie so uh, without an h so i don't know if that's slang or if he's a bit gangster or if he's just missed the h off my daughter got one <laughs> for my wife and i for christmas if you don't know what they are they're awesome and i highly recommend them they're giant fluffy hoodie oh it is an hoodie they're giant fluffy hoodies that are about 10 times too big for the average person Wow. 
I heard the call for peanuts facts this week. I don't have any facts as such, but I do have an observation. In my humble opinion, salt and vinegar peanuts are the most underrated snacks ever. They are so nice, but no one ever talks about them and shops only sell one brand, if that. Maybe someone needs to start a campaign to promote salt and vinegar peanuts. We need a salt and vinegar peanut awareness day or something. Anyway, have a think about it. I uh, hope you both have an amazing week and I can't wait for the next episode to drop, Andy. Very good. Well, that's, there's a lot of talking points in there. And I have to yeah. admit, I'm also, Andy, a fan of the salt and vinegar peanuts. So um, that'll be my goal for next week is to, yeah. to bring on salt and vinegar peanuts. The yeah. snowboard story, that's a great one. Yes. Um, I had it on sale for 99p and it yeah. got up to about £1.20 yes. until about six hours beforehand. Mm. Um, and then it, it sold for £35. And I was wow. like, that's not that's not too bad. And I had the postage for six as a sixteen pounds um, right. because that's what eBay has suggested the po- what what it costs to send a snowboard. And the postage actually cost you like postage. four quid. The postage cost me forty one pounds. So it sucked oh, up the majority, of the, <laughs> the majority of the sale of the snowboard. I think I made about seven or eight pounds in the whole Jeez. thing, which is fine. I'm glad it's gone somewhere. I didn't mm. want to throw it away. So yeah. I'm glad it got reused. But yeah. Well, I, 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 I just sold some magazines on eBay, some gaming magazines. I had them up for 60 quid collection only because it was 194 magazines. It was like 97 kilograms. And so wow. I put collection only. And a guy from Hungary messaged me saying, can you tell me how much postage is going to be to Hungary? I was like, is this guy having a laugh? So I looked it up and I was like, it's going to be about 150 quid postage and he's like yeah that's fine i'll go for it so last night i parceled up 97 kilograms of of uh magazines that that are going to hungary but anyway there's actually another message from um andy that came in five days ago on the 14th of jan hi chief and parky i enjoyed the show this week in answer to your question about everton mints and mint humbugs my desk research has revealed everton mints have a have a chewy toffee center a link to the everton football team's nickname while humbugs are just boiled sweets I love your New Year's resolution, Parky. It's made me realise that most of the authors I read are blokes. I can recommend some cool female authors, though. J.K. Rowling is an obvious one. I've just finished reading The Catch by T.M. Logan. That's a cool book and also a Netflix series. With regard to the origin of four in golf, there are three detailed explanations on this site, and he's provided a site to the scottishgolfhistory.org. I won't paraphrase them Paraphrase them here because it will take too long and it's way past my bedtime. Have a great week, guys, and I'll catch up with you next episode. Andy, thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling bad actually because Andy would have missed, um, uh, yeah, that, that last week's one yes. that we that we missed, and that's my bad. But that that link actually between the chewy the the top the chewy centre of an Everton mint and the the, the 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 fact that they're called the toffees that's a that's a great link. Yeah, great link. That, and even, yeah, that is a great. We link. did also Thanks. have another email came in, not to the Talking Nuts uh, account but into uh, the Outer Timers account, which is another podcast that I used to do with my mate Ben. And this is from Sam Myers, all the way in the US of A. And he just there's references to Peanuts, so I'll, I'll read it anyway. It says, hey, Chief, caught up on the recent Outer Timers drop. Was thrilled to see another episode. I hope you and the family are doing well. And time permitting, I hope to see more content in this vein as the Ben and Chief wax nostalgic dynamic remains quite compelling. I stumbled onto the Peanuts podcast. Haven't taken a listen yet, but I'm sure you're killing it. About to hunker down for baby two, so I need all the passive entertainment I can get. Best wishes, whatever's next. Uh, cheers and happy new year. So that's from Sam in the US of A, uh, a Thanks, Sam. fan of old chief podcasts and hopefully a fan of new chief podcasts, uh, aka this one. But yeah, yeah. Lot of course, if you great. want to be like those fine folks, you can do it. You can email us at wetalkpeanuts at gmail.com, hit us up on Instagram at talkingpeanuts or talking nuts over on the X. Yeah, there you go. 
That's great. Thanks for those guys. That's always my favourite part of the show when we get an email. Yeah, because it shows people are listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even yeah, if it's yeah, only yeah. one person. Yeah, the best person. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. Well, look, we will be back same peanuts time, same peanuts channel next week. So until then, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Parky. Take care, everyone. See you later. Good grief. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts. Peanuts for us. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts, the peanuts for us. Charles Schultz was a man with a vision. Drawing comic strips was his mission. And peanuts soon became a newspaper thing. So hot, harder than a chicken wing. It's all about little kids and the hijinks. We're gonna pull back the curtain and have a glimpse. So grab a drink and some chocolate sprinkled donuts. We're gonna talk about this strip called Peanuts. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts. Peanuts for us. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts, the peanuts for us and us. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts. Peanuts for us. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the peanuts, peanuts, peanuts for us.